We are back. Good to be back. Welcome to another edition of the Under 40 Victims of Fate podcast. Hank, hola. Hello, Adam. How are you doing? Man, I can't complain. We just hopped off of this Zoom meeting with some of the ambassadors for Back to the Island Society, which you've heard us talk about a little bit. Man, just things are really moving quickly there right now. And um, all, all for the best too, right? Um, a lot of money's already been raised for charity. I just want to start the show off by encouraging people, if you haven't checked out backtotheisland.org, go check that out. Pretty cool. Fun fact, um, the first two weeks Back to the Island Society has been up and going. Um, they are in the top 1% of sales on Shopify. So those t-shirts and koozies and other stuff are flying off the shelf. It's massive. Um, not to mention Jimmy Buffett was wearing a shirt from yeah. Back to the Island. Uh, I've heard so of that, that guy. You know, that helps sales. That helps sales. <laughs> but um, it's, it's really cool. I think that means you have some cool shirts too. And you have on a shirt right now that says, hey, hey, Gardner McKay, I'm supporting our friends at Last Mango Boatworks. And you have, on, you have on the hey, hey, Gardner McKay. So just um, we're repping some some sweet threads tonight. Unfortunately, right. you, you can't see us, but we look great. We're looking as good as we're capable of looking. Um, I actually got this. faces for podcasts. That's right. I got this hey, hey, Gardner McKay shirt for me and my wife in hopes that one day uh, we could match somewhere. We haven't matched yet. Um, been a wild week at the O'Hara Wood House. Um, mm. Mayor Man brought home his first stomach bug from daycare, and your boy was out. I mean, a fever of 103.8 for me. Thank God Mayor never uh, got that sick. But um, wild week. So let me tell you, I have been looking forward to this one to just talk a little bit of Jimmy Buffett with you. Yeah, it feels like it's been longer than it probably has been. I'm definitely glad that you're feeling better. You were you were worrying us there for a while. It you was tough. Just, Imagine yeah, how long it must feel like it's been for our listeners, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm sure they're jonesing. They're so, struggling. I will say. So I, I it still makes, get, sense, makes sense that we're recording on 420, right? That's right. I do, I do get uh, several texts every morning when we first put stuff out. Um, so I'm sure there are some folks just waiting around, tapping their fingers, waiting on the next uh, episode of Under 40 Victims of Fate. So here we are. Yeah, yeah. And for the first time in a while, no guest. And that was honestly calculated. It wasn't because we, you know, we just were kind of like, we've not just chatted about Buffett in a while. And um, I think some people at least enjoy that. And I came up with this idea for an episode and I didn't know it was going to be so difficult to come to. Um, but essentially, our episode tonight, we're calling it like um, our Buffett mixtape, right? So most studio albums have between 10 and 12 songs on it. So I sent Hank a text and I'm like, okay, for the episode this week, so we can just really nerd out about Buffett and Buffett songs, what we love. You get 12 songs to put on your Buffett mixtape. What 12 songs are you putting? And it, it's the hardest thing I've had to do all week. It's hard when you have you know, this is not hyperbole, hundreds of good songs. Yeah. And you got to cut it down to 12. Ugh. Brutal. It's, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I sent you a text today and I was like, it sucks when there's going to be so many good songs left off, like 200 good songs left off. So, um, you know, I've, I've finally, I've, I've come to my 12. I'm sticking with it unless I change my mind. So, Well, you could. I, I have a couple of honorable mention. Um, I do too. And I, I've got, I'm, I'm glad you do. Yeah, I've got teed up, um, you know, some honorable mention if we need to. You know what? Let's. Why don't we start with those? Maybe give me uh, two songs that didn't make your list that are honorable mention. Scarlet Begonias and Coastal Confessions. Okay, shout out Lasses to Chill. How about that? And our great, our great friend Dan Smith will be so thrilled to hear that two thrilled. songs from his. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to make sure. <laughs> wanted to make sure License to Chill was represented. Um, all-time top five Absolutely. album for Jimmy Buffett. So uh, I've got some representation of License to Chill on my mixtape as well. Will come to no surprise mm-hmm. for those that listen to our podcast and know what right. songs are on License to Chill. Right. Um, it was tough for me, man. Um, I, it would be tough for anybody to do this list, but there were a couple of songs that, because I told you to keep in mind, like the flow of the playlist too. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of songs that I wanted to be on there that I would maybe consider in my top 12 to 15 ish, but just didn't make the cut. One of them being somewhere over China. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously the title track from somewhere over China. I loved that song, but I couldn't make it like fit organically uh, to say the least. And then don't want to force it. I made so many lists today um, and on so many of those lists was off to see the lizard. Again, a title track from that album um, because that song is just so much fun and just makes me happy. But that album already had a good deal of representation anyway. So um, an interesting thing I found in making my mixtape, there are one, two, three there are four albums in which two songs from that album made it so there's eight of my 12 let me see i have uh this one will break your heart you may you may be a little upset in the podcast right here i do not have barometer soup uh anywhere on my my list well i I don't have one particular harbor on mine so Uh, well i gotta go it's all good well you know um, the thing that I was struggling with the most, honestly, is you know how much I love Banana Wind. I love that album, yep. but there was no song that so clearly stood out. And you know how much I love Fruitcakes. And there's only one song from Fruitcakes on here. So, that, so it's like, yeah, that was the most I surprising for me is that no Fruitcakes uh, songs made it for my list either. Um, which think, is really surprising because there's a couple of candidates on there, you know? Absolutely. So I'm really shocked. Quietly Making Noise is not on your list. I know. That's the one. Quietly Making Noise. And that's I thought surprising. About, I, I thought about Apocalypso, but that is not a, a Jimmy original. Yeah. I did my best to stick to Jimmy originals. Um, right. Okay. But I, so I thought I about too. Quietly Making Noise and Apocalypso, um, both of which I heard on the way home tonight, but because uh, I, I was listening to Fruitcakes. Um so neither of them made it. Wild deal. 
Yeah, well, I think it speaks to how great of a total listening experience those albums are, though, right? Because those albums are like, you know, my my top album is either Barometer Soup or Fruitcakes. It changes. Um, more times than not, it's probably Barometer Soup. Fruitcakes is awesome, too. And then Banana Wind is in my top five as well in those songs. But uh, just further affirmation of how many great songs our guy has. And, so, um, and albums. And, and albums. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the way I made my list was I was like, okay, I'm going to start with my top five songs. So in my top five, I came up with eight songs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then in the next few, that's when it got really difficult because there's so many that were hard to justify putting in there and, and hard to justify leaving some out. But I don't know. Let, let's not keep the listeners you well, know, I'll waiting say, too much longer. Yeah, I'll say I knew how I wanted to start and I knew how I wanted to end. Um, I did too. So I, I got too. that done, filled in the gaps. But I will say I started with, drum roll, a little song you've heard me talk about before, One Particular Harbor. Nah, no surprise at all. Yeah. No surprise at all. I think if I have my quintessential Jimmy Buffett playlist, and I'm going to send this uh, mixtape to a friend of mine because I sent him a playlist that I actually got some advice from Peter Mayer on um, for this guy who's trying to get into it. I found into Jimmy Buffett. I found out his musical taste and, and I actually said, Hey, I got Peter Mayer and a couple other folks chimed in and said, here are some songs. If he likes those people and he's getting introduced to Jimmy Buffett, here are some songs. Uh, you should really um, tell him to check out. And so now what I'm doing is building the quintessential Jimmy Buffett playlist. I'm going to send that over to him. So I think this mixtape of 12 songs, maybe mine and yours, I'll send over to him. Yeah, it's a good idea. And definitely we'll mention this later in the show. We won't hear from our listeners. We want your mixtape too. So Absolutely. we're really excited to, we're really excited to hear those from some super diehard Buffett fans. So, yeah. email us um, at under40pod at gmail.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, do you want to go through your list in sequential order, or do you want to go back and forth? How do you want to do this? I think I think for the sake of flow, we'll go through my list and yours. How's that sound? I, I think that's a good idea. That is how high level this podcast is. We didn't even have that detail quite ironed no, out. No, no, no. You know? No. Um, number two, for me. Uh, one of my favorite songs to hear live. Um, and I love this one. Uh, it was actually one of the few songs that was an original release on Boats, Beaches, Bars, and Ballads in 1992. It was the first place you could have heard this song. And I think it later appeared on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Uh, love and Luck. Uh, oh, yeah. A little high energy, keeping the high energy going there. Uh, yeah, it's so a good Love one. and Luck, number two. Um, oh, and there it is. Better now. days are in the cards, man. No doubt. What an opening line. Better days are in the cards I feel. I feel it in the changing wind. I feel it when I fly. That is a very oh, Jimmy yeah. line, I think. It is. Let's listen to it a little bit. That song is so good, man. And I want to interject a bit. There was the job I had before this one. You know, I'm a teacher now and I love teaching. I absolutely do. But 
I didn't love my job before this, right? It, it had its good days, but it had a lot of bad days. And I used to listen to that song on the way to work every morning, just in need of some hope, right? Better days are in the cards, I feel. Hard to and, be mad listening to that one. Yeah, yeah. It just it got me off on the right foot every single day. You are off and running, my friend. No doubt. So, and I'll say this about Love and Luck before I move on. Fun fact, there's a little uh, song called Romeo's Tune, uh, that is a wonderful song. Um, I forget who it's by, but that is actually kind of where the hook and the inspiration from Love and Luck came from. Uh, so anybody listening, check out the song Romeo's Tune. See if you can hear the inspiration for Love and Luck in that one. Uh, number three, a little bit more old school here. And I don't have a ton of old school, but I do have some. Uh, the Wino and I know. Still keeping it high energy, a lot of fun. But I don't think you can really have a great Jimmy Buffett mixtape if you have no New Orleans representation, you know, important sure. city for him, important time in his life when he was first playing. And you can hear in the lyrics of the Wino and I know, you can really hear about his time in New Orleans and what that city means to him, among other songs. Oh, yeah. I think this is my favorite part right here. Coffee is strong. That's right. And I've, I've had the good fortune of having coffee and eating some beignets down at uh, Cafe Du Monde. So, and I ate till I ate too much. And this line right here. People that say Jimmy Buffett has no vocal range have not heard him sing that part of that song or haven't heard him sing Tin Cup Chalice, you know, Sure, it's harder to sing when you're 74 years old, 73 years old, right. whatever he is. Um, I quit counting because it makes me sad. But, um, right. you know, back in the day, dude dude was not as bad a singer as people act like he was. Oh, no way. And I, I mean, listen, he's not Mariah Carey, right? He's not Whitney Houston. He doesn't have a big, powerful uh, stop you in your tracks voice. Um but not a bad singer, right? Like I don't, I don't know yeah. of many other people that could have made north of five hundred million dollars singing if they weren't any good at it. You know? Yeah, it doesn't hurt when you're just truly one of the greatest songwriters to ever live. You know, the next line after that one, I'm, I'm living on things that excite me, be they pastry or lobster or love. The next line is one of my favorites. I'm just trying to get by, being quiet and shy in a world full of pushing and shove. And I bet there's a lot of people that feel that way out here in the big, wide, busy world. I feel that way every time I go to New York City. Tara and I, my wife, we go to New York City every year for five or six days, and we stay right in Times Square. And it is a, that is one busy joint, you know? Like, it is just a busy place to be. And by about day three or four, every time, I feel like that. I'm not a shy guy, but, I, you know, that place makes me feel like I'm just trying to get by in a world full of push and shove. So mm -hmm. another great lyric. Absolutely. So that's the first three tracks. High energy, high energy no at the beginning of this mix. And you know what? I like to kind of break it up in threes here. So um, mm. the next one, we're going to start to slow it down a little bit. Uh, I have found me a home. Uh, oh, man. Off one of the early Key West albums, a white sport coat and a pink crustacean. Um, I think that was the first one in 1973. Could be wrong. Um, I would be forever indebted to anybody who's listening that uh, corrected us if that's not right. But uh, 
email us under 40 pot at gmail.com. You mean you think that was the first time it was recorded? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, and I, I also think that. White Sport Coat and Pink Crustacean were the first album of the Key West albums in 1973. Yeah, the first of the Key West albums for sure. Yeah. Days drift by, they don't have names. None of the streets here look the same. That's just a very Key West song, man. You know? Mm-hmm. I dig it. I love it. Um, still keeping the cool. Go ahead. I think the cool thing. I think the cool thing about that song, man. Um, wherever that place is for you, that you feel most at home, right? Um, I definitely feel that way, and I've I've obviously never been to Key West, but Carolina Curry Beach, that area. Um, when I hear "I Found Me a Home," I, it makes me think about the weeks um, that I've spent there, you know, growing up and just days literally running together and not knowing, not really being on any schedule at all. So that's the powerful thing. And I was explaining to my class this morning, the powerful thing about writing in general is how we put our lives into them. And that's, that's why Jimmy has been, has connected with so many people for such a long time, you know, it, He's written about such specific things, but they've also been universal enough to where each person can relate. So that that song, that song, yeah, I know he wrote it about Key West, but it, it makes me think about my place, you know. No doubt. And, you know, think about this. Um, that song was written and recorded in 1973. Uh, we've noted I'm the elder statesman of the podcast, born in 1985. That song is 12 years older than me. And we've had guests on this podcast that are in their 20s. we got some more lined up that are in their 20s. That means that, I mean, that song is a, a couple decades older than some of the people that are still enjoying it. Crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, it's just, it's timeless. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one of them. That's one of the songwriting is on display. Um, mm-hmm. so if you're, if you're getting into Jimmy Buffett, I have a lot of friends who have gotten into Jimmy Buffett from this podcast. I say a lot, it's probably four or five, which is a decent number, um, that have gotten into Jimmy Buffett because of this podcast. And I, I had, I had one of my, uh, pretty good buds text me. He's a good friend of mine. Text me the other day. He said, you know what? I never thought I would say this, um, but I am officially a big fan of Jimmy Buffett now because of your podcast and the songs that I've, I've listened to. So stuff like that means a lot. So if you're, if you're out there and you fit that bill, Check out I Have Found Me a Home um, off of White Sport Coat and a Pink Crustacean and try to put yourself back in 1973 in Key West where there was just this unbelievable mix of artists and musicians and poets that were hanging out in this weird little island town down in South, South Florida. Um, And and think about how it must have been uh, writing that song for him. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I love it. And I love what you said, man. That's so cool that people are coming to enjoy the music because of this. That's, that's really cool and about the only reason uh, we need to keep doing it. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Uh, I'm going to go five and six uh, in tandem. Okay. They're two songs that fit together. Um, you probably have a hunch what I'm going with here. Still a little bit slow. Uh, number five, Come Monday, or as I like to call it, the greatest love story ever written. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, 
uh, follow-up to the greatest love story ever written, Coast of Carolina. A couple of Carolina kids here. Obviously, we have a special place in our heart for those songs. So five and six oh, yeah. come Monday um, and Coast of Carolina. And I'm pretty sure this is a fun fact about come Monday. I'm pretty sure that's one of the first Jimmy Buffett songs that Jimmy Buffett ever heard played on the radio. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Have you heard that story where he was, he was somewhere and he heard come Monday being played on the radio. And he said he immediately went and found a payphone and called a bunch of people he knew and he couldn't believe it, but he had a song yeah. on the radio. Yeah. And that song bought him a boat, right? <laughs> it did. That is the one. Yeah, and you, uh, just in case someone hasn't heard every episode, doesn't know your story with this song, remind them. Yeah. So, uh, come Monday was my, my dad was an old leather worker and he, he was always gone on the weekends at craft shows and he would drive back through the night Sunday as craft workers did at that time. And so he'd get home on Monday and come Monday was my parents song. Well, uh, come Monday, I, I do think is the greatest love story ever written. Um, about, Let's see. Come Monday was what year would that have been? Around 1973, 74. It was on Living and Dying in Three Quarter Time. So 73, 74. 74. So um, then it would have been 2004 for Coast of Carolina because it was on License to Chill. So 74, mm-hmm. 84. So 30 years later, Jimmy and Mac and somebody else wrote another song called Coast of Carolina, which is kind of that same couple looking back from the other side of their love story. So come Monday is this young couple, they're in love looking at their life and kind of making their way out in the world. And coast of Carolina is kind of the other side of that. And so my parents danced to come Monday. That was always their song. And then um, probably 32 years later or so uh, my wife and I danced to coast of Carolina at ours. So it is a true family tradition here. Um, Golly, I'd be unbelievably fired up if um, 25 years from now, Mayor Man uh, <laughs> danced at his wedding to a Jimmy Buffett song. That would be a great family tradition to pass down. That's such a cool story, man. Like as many times as I hear it, you you can't tell it enough. I love that story. Oh, I appreciate it. You know, and like I said, we've we've got to get Mayor into it too so he can dance. Um, Mayor had a big week other than bringing home the stomach bug. Um, <laughs> he... he uh, which I have forgiven him for. And my wife would know this. Uh, I might have said this before on the old pod. Um, if it came down to me or my wife getting a stomach bug, she knows this, so I feel comfortable saying it for the general public to hear. She knows this. I would choose her 10 times out of 10. You know, I'm just not <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not that brave guy who's like, hey, I'd, I'd well, rather me than you. That's just not true. Um, well, here's oh. the thing. <laughs> here's the thing my wife tells me. It's like, you know, and she's absolutely right. You know, if we get a little head cold, we're done. We're taking uh, off for two or three days on the couch and they could, you know, they're, they could have the flu and they're, they're still running the house and cooking and we, doing the laundry. Yeah. We had to call my mother tougher than we are. Yeah. We had to call my mother-in-law shout out to her. Tara and I were so sick with the stomach bug. We had to call my mother-in-law, um, to come take care of mayor and God bless her soul. She knew what she was walking into. It was carnage. I mean, mayor was sick. Thank God he wasn't <laughs> as sick as us. Tara and I were both crazy sick with a stomach bug, high fevers. Um, I, I was, yeah, I was like, Hey, call your mom because somebody has to keep the child alive. You know, I, I can't do it right now. And God bless her soul. My mother-in-law dropped everything. She came right over and was a, a true MVP for about 24 hours here. And then later got sick herself. Cindy, 
I'm sorry about that. I love you. Thanks for everything. But um, other than the stomach bug, Mayer's had a big week. Uh, he got a couple of new little bibs uh, from the Parrot Head shop on Etsy. So uh, we're fired up. One of them says Parrot Head in training. Uh, there's another one that says future Parrot Head. Um, so he's going to have uh, from the Parrot Head shop on Etsy, he's going to have a couple of bibs on the way. And uh, I'm fired up about that. Very cool. Yeah, you're going to have to um, – we'll have to maybe throw one of those pictures up on the pod account so people can see how awesome they are. Oh, that's a good point. We should do that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you are halfway through with your list, and, you know, I – I'm happy that none of these are on my list just for the sake of um, us not being redundant. But if this was my mixtape so far, I no skips for me. So I love it. I appreciate the affirmation. Uh, number seven uh, is a song I've talked about a little bit before. Uh, this was a surprise. It's time to kick it back up. We've had a couple of slower songs and a little bit of a buildup with Coast of Carolina, but I want to kick it back in gear here. And I've been stuck on this one lately, man. Full button from Son of a Son of a Sailor. Uh, absolute banger. Um, the story that he tells is true. You know, um, he his record label early on got very upset at Jimmy quite a bit because he messed up a couple of rental cars and and would put it on the put it on the tab for the record label. And the record label called him and was like, hey man, what are you doing? Like you're not making us that much money yet. Can't be ruining the <laughs> rental cars, you know. Uh, that's oh, in yeah. a, I forget the name of the book, uh, A Good Life All the Way, uh, which has yep. some great early Jimmy Buffett stories that I've, I've read and enjoyed, but talks about that in there. So Full Button from Son of a Son of a Sailor. Um, also a little nostalgic. Oh, yeah, that's a good rock and roll tune. Yeah, a little bluesy. Uh, yeah, my night went haywire and I pressed the full button. Uh, I know you've never been there, Adam. <laughs> Um, but let me tell you, I've been there a couple times in my younger days. Um, so I, I get it. Um, number eight, uh, another real banger, and I love it. Uh, shout out to Off to See the Lizard. I know that's one of your favorite albums. Um, mm -hmm. In 1989, uh, Pascagoula Run, a great one. Another good one. Um, I just love Pascagoula Run. Uh, it is a fun song. I have an Aunt, Aunt Lisa who was basically the uncle that pulls in the driveway. Like she was that way when I was growing up, man, she was my crazy aunt and her and, you know, uh, whoever girlfriend was it, or partner was at the time, they'd rip into the driveway and man, my brother and I would get fired up and we just loved them. And I still love uh, her dearly. She's a, a interesting soul and I, she's great. Um, but man, I, that makes me think of her. And then she'd rip back out of town. I wouldn't see her for like four years. We'd be like, hey, man, where's Aunt Lisa? You know, and then we'd see her again <laughs> and have a great weekend. And uh, so I always think of her during that song. Yeah, that's a fun one for sure. It is a fun one. It's a fun one. Um, number nine, here's the thing on my list, which is interesting. I love Robert Greenish, Bobby G the guy who mm -hmm. plays the steel drums and some other percussion. There's not been a ton of um, steel drum representation yet on, on the, the mixtape. So I, one of my favorite drums that are songs that has some good steel drums in it uh, for number uh, nine here, I think this is knees of my heart riddles in the sand, um, which is an interesting 
album because number 10 is also from Riddles in the Sand. And it is uh, Who's the Blonde Stranger, which is unbelievable. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, Riddles in the Sand, to me, you can almost identify it as the turning point from the early country, rock and roll, sure. Western. You almost see the album change because, again, it has Who's the Blonde mm-hmm. Stranger and Knees of My Heart and some other country stuff, but really some more beachy stuff, too. When the Wildlife Betrays Me, yeah. There you go. You know, and so you almost see the metamorphosis musically into the bigger, um, more uh, beach theme, steel drums, the big heavy pianos from Mike Utley. Um, you almost start mm-hmm. to see it very pronounced in one particular harbor, which is, I think, 83, and then uh, Riddles in the Sand in 84. So you really start to see that change, and it's really interesting to musically. I thought it was cool the inspiration for this song and you'll hear jimmy talk about it um a letter that was written from sir walter raleigh i guess did he write it back to the queen of england maybe back to the queen and yeah. He, yeah and he said um he was basically asking for forgiveness he was down on the knees of his heart and jimmy heard about that and he's like hey you know there, there's a song <laughs> yep as he Pretty does good. yeah it was it, it was fun to hear that one live in Virginia Beach a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Great live tune. So, so not in Tennessee. Who's the Blonde Stranger? Yeah, Who's the Blonde Stranger? One of the like most entertaining music videos you'll ever see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That one and the Fruit Cakes video was pretty good, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just complete shenanigans. <laughs> pretty, pretty apt for the song you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so nine and 10 knees in my heart and who's the blonde stranger. Uh, what an absolute fire list so far. No skips. I don't think, I think the only <laughs> thing wrong with my list so far is that I can only listen to one of these songs at a time. Sure. You know, so 11 and 12 are kind of, I viewed this as like, if I had a nice little soft acoustic closing, uh, like mm-hmm. James does at a lot of his shows, uh, what would I want? Uh, nautical wheelers for number 11 um because that is the song um that just does it for a lot of it just moves a lot of people if you if you're Mm -hmm. able to let music move move you and you take yourself back to old town key west and you understand what's behind the lyrics um nautical wheelers is unbelievable unbelievable so i don't think you can do a a quintessential Buffett mixtape without having nautical wheelers. Well, I did, but don't hold it against me. Well, I guess <laughs> I knew is... I could borrow yours and it, right. I knew I could borrow yours and it would be on yours. That's right. Maybe it'll make your honorable mention. <laughs> it is so good, man. Everyone so good. here um, is more than contented to be living and dying in three quarter time. To be living great stuff great stuff so and i i don't know if you and i have talked about this at all i know me and dan have but that video from the margarita vision of nautical wheelers being played in old town key west 
man, that's the type of video that you just want to watch over and over again because of how awesome it is. And and that dude that is high on God knows what, just oh, yeah. dancing through that that I little hall they're in. Yeah. Oh man, um, I'm a bit intimidated by your list. Um, Last so one here. I hope mine lives up lives up to it. Yeah, I'm, it will. Um, I'm excited to uh, excited to see how you cap it off. So last one, uh, lyrically, this makes a lot of sense. The end of the song says, I'm not ready to put the book on the shelf. So book on the shelf, um, my last song there, obviously from Life on the Flip Side in 2020. I think um, at the end of everything that James does these days, because like you mentioned, he's getting a little up there. After, mm-hmm. For everything James does these days, I find myself just really hoping and wishing and praying that he always feels that way, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So that, that seemed apt. Uh, some of our wonderful guests, uh, Aaron McAnally, Mick Utley from last week, uh, helped write that song. Uh, yeah. And so, man, I've been listening to it a lot since we got to chat with them, but it just seems like a great closing to anything James does. And I'll be honest with you, I bet he closes with it at his concerts whenever we get back out on the road. And I'm excited about that. I can't wait to hear it. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. So like the 15 hour long Buffett playlist that I have, um, because, you know, thank God we don't have to limit ourselves to a 12 song mixtape. You know, we got Bluetooth and uh, Spotify and all that. We can, we can listen to as much Buffett as we want. Uh, but anyway, my 15 hour playlist, I think the second to last song Man. is book on the shelf. And then the last song is 10 cup chalice, you, you know, go. just kind of in that concert encore mindset, but Hey, what a list. Oh, what a I list. appreciate it. I think it flows well, fast, slow, old, young. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does too. I really like it. Um, I'll take a copy, burn me a copy. No doubt. I will, I'll send you over the Spotify playlist so that you can, you can link it in this episode. Yep. And we'll share it. it. We'll share both of these playlists in the episode description. If you guys want to check them out and again, I'm sure we'll say it again, but we're really interested in seeing your list. Now let's get into my list. Um, I couldn't think of a better way to start it, man. Um, both literally and like metaphorically because of the journey that Buffett always takes this on. And then this song just takes us on such a journey. Far side of the world. I'm starting with far side of the world from the start. Obviously that same album that came out in 02. It's just, I don't know what it is about it, but I always go back to that one, man. unlikely place following my song line past bamboo shacks and shops behind a jiffy pack like sardines so I love the line um, I believe in song lines obviously not I've ridden them like camels to some most peculiar spots like just thinking about all the places his music is taking it which is really you know, cool and, and I, my wife and I, no you're fine sorry I was gonna say we've got a map um in our living room it's like kind of a felt map 
that's a pin cushion and we have pins everywhere. Both of us or either of us have been. Um, and the Caribbean is covered. We can't squeeze another <laughs> pin in there. Uh, most of the U.S., except for the West Coast, I'm looking at now Europe is pretty covered up. Australia, uh, Tara's been there. Um, so we've got some traveling to do, but we traveled quite a bit pre-mayor and pre-COVID. We'll see how that continues to go. Um, my favorite line that I think about all the time from that song, this is one of the most brilliant lines I think I, I, I might say James has. There's jobs and chores and questions and plates I've got to twirl, mm -hmm. but tonight I'll take my chances on the far side yeah, of the I love world. It. You know, like when I'm out traveling, we're out doing stuff, just there's always going to be crazy stuff waiting back at home. You know, go get away. Oh, from man, it. I dug up a demo of this song that through a lot of searching on the internet, I finally found like a demo is just Jimmy and a guitar. And there was a verse that was left out of here. And you think back to like the 2000 presidential election, I'm sure it's what he was referring to. But he says, um, I got rhinos on my banknotes here, not just dead presidents. And it's easy not to think about all those worldly news events. I don't care about the market or who's the biggest geek, the Grammys or the Oscars or who's president this week. <laughs> and, you know, I thought about how relevant that was this year, too, when like nobody knew who the daggone president was. <laughs> I love it. All right, my second song, um, it's Barometer Soup. I mean, you know. There you go. Yep, that didn't take long. Talk about some great representation of the steel drums. That's very true. You've not that much Hello, go fast enough to get there, but slow enough to see. Moderation seems to be the key. I love it. Like, um, but I think my favorite line from the song is uh, "Keep it well stocked with short stories and long laughs." Like, that's what it's all about, right? Oh, I love it. That is, man, that is a very Jimmy Buffett one. I, I feel like if I had a night with Jimmy Buffett, like an evening to have dinner and drinks and hang out, yeah. like that's what it would be like. Oh yeah, it's just. I don't know that I feel like that song and one more that you'll hear later, just a perfect representation of that album. Um, who, as I've said, you know, barometer soup, fruitcakes there. They're right there at the top. Um, so next, next is a song from fruitcakes, which if I had made this list last year at this time, this would not have been anywhere close to my favorite on Fruitcakes. And I don't even know that it is my like favorite song lyrically or anything on, on that album. But my gosh, it just makes me feel so good. Everybody's got a cousin in Miami. Heard that one this, this morning. Heard that one. Yeah, it's so good. Like, I am umbilically connected to the temperate zone is one of my favorite lines. I don't know. That's just one that is solely on there because it just makes me happy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, yeah, I was kind of coming out of the gate pretty strong, too, with some more upbeat songs. But I'm going down a bit um, and it's really never going to get back up to as boppy as it was with the first three. But the fourth song, you've heard me talk about it a lot. 
we were so fortunate to have Peter Mayer play this song on our podcast, Color of the Sun from Songs from Saints Somewhere. It's one of the most beautifully written songs I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. And this is the best part. Snatched by storm. Are the poles really shifting? Gypsy rains wash o'er the plains. Wooden dreams are still drifting. The best of times can still somehow be found. Even the worst of beaches will never let you down. And it was so cool to hear Peter talk about how you know, they, they had all those deep lyrics in that song and Jimmy threw out, even the worst of beaches will never let you down. And Peter's like, does that really fit? He said, you know, you just don't question Jimmy because it was absolutely perfect. And it was, you know. I, I love the line, while the child wonders how the sky connects to the ocean. Yes, um, wild-eyed child wonders how the sky connects you know, to the ocean. There's, there's so many amazing one-liners in that song, man. Oh, yeah. It is next level. And I guess really most of the rest of my list is just filled with beautiful songwriting. This is my favorite that, song. You know what? I'll say, Adam, that fits you very much. Yeah, it's it's all about it's all about the lyric to me, really. Um, and this song. Well, um after reading following the equator and you know the the few pages that were written about the remittance men on that steamship with mark twain um and then seeing how jimmy turned it into such a beautiful six minute song um remittance man from barometer soup is just truly one of my favorite songs ever Black sheep of the family clan Broke too many rules along the way Now, just like the Flying Dutchman, he's a prisoner of his fears. Like, it's, I, uh, it's, a, sad, it's a sad story, but it's yeah, it's just so beautifully told. Which fits uh, a little, it fits some of Twain stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I gotta, I'm glad you mentioned Twain a couple of times. I borrowed a book. Some friends of ours, uh, very dear friends, had a baby. We went over to say hello to their baby this past weekend, and I borrowed a book that was full of stories about and quotes from Mark Twain. And I was reading it, and I, after I read this quote out loud to Tara and my friends, they, they said, hey, did they write that? Did Mark Twain say that, or did you say that? Uh, which is funny when I tell you the quote, a, a little shot at the old Hankster here, I think, but uh, the quote, I love it. So Mark Twain was going to speak to uh, an audience in Virginia and he got this unbelievably gracious, very, very complimentary introduction by the person who was introducing him. And he got up there and he said, um, I never know what to say in the face of a compliment. Uh, they always embarrass me so much uh, for the person who have said it usually hasn't said enough. <laughs> I just thought that's so Mark Twain. <laughs> like I never know what to say about compliments. Oh, man. They always embarrass me because the person who complimented me usually hasn't said enough. I thought like only Mark Twain. I love that. Uh, only Mark Twain probably for, as a historical figure uh, would say that. 
I love that. Um, I will throw in real quick that I, I've always wanted to say something that Jimmy said in front of a crowd. And a few Sundays ago, I was um, playing a song at church and I was introducing the song that I was going to be singing. And I told everybody a line that I've heard Jimmy say a few times. I said, you know, um, if you know the words, feel free to sing along. If you don't know the words, please don't sing. <laughs> I've always wanted to say, to say that. And I've always wanted to say it in church too, like a weird satisfaction I got from saying that to, you know, the Baptist church. That's so <laughs> funny. So uh, one of the Allman brothers, I forget which one played the guitar. Uh, forgive me for our listeners who are a big Allman brothers fan. Was it Dwayne that played the guitar? Yeah, I have no clue. So one of them, one time, <laughs> I heard an old live cut of a Allman Brothers song I love. And uh, he said, if you know the words, feel free to sing along. If you don't, just hum. Okay. There you go. All right, moving on. Um, there's a couple of songs left on my list that Jimmy and Mac wrote together. Um, and I don't know which one I like better, but I love both of them. And the first one is the first of two consecutive songs from Off to See the Lizard. This one's changing channels, man. Um, the line, this slower. place is full of beachhead sailors. Yep. Yeah. This right here. Yeah. This place is full of beachhead sailors, fishermen, and old retailers. My wife and I spend so much time around Wilmington, North Carolina, and, you know, the Carolina Wrightsville Beach area. And that line has always just made me think about that area, right? It's what we were talking about earlier, how, um, you know, good writing applies to your life, no matter how different it is from the writer's life. Um, and, and then the other from off to see the lizard is take another road. Um, very good which is just and a travesty that I, i'll be honest with you adam speaks to the depth of james's catalog i never even considered that one which is an absolute travesty to never even consider it but that one's on me man it's it's one of those that i'm sometimes at a loss for words for because it's just like i don't i don't know how to describe why I think it's so good, but the melody, the melody evokes a certain sort of like reflective feeling for me, at least. Do you feel the same way? Uh, yes, it seems a little nostalgic, kind of. Yeah. You know, um, the whole, the whole song, right? The whole song feels like, and it may be mm -hmm. because I've watched the music video, but it just seems yeah, kind of yeah. almost, you know, like, a old school sweet like uh kind of country ballad almost you know if you watch the music video so i think that's kind of mm -hmm. what i think about but i mean it's uh the the song itself unbelievably written i don't know of anybody who's not heard that a bunch and thought that this would be the one you know take another road yeah. to a hiding place and just disappear without a trace uh yeah that um, line, right i don't know who hasn't thought of that listening to the song you know let's get get lost and get away from it all for a couple hours, you know? Yeah. And I think that song literally allows you to do that. And I love like, it's the simplicity of it. You know, he just says oceans on my mind. Well, how many of us listen to that song? You know, the ocean stays on our mind a lot. Right. I, I think one thing, a common thread between most Buffett fans, we love the ocean. 
Um, that is true. You so, don't get a lot of people that are like, man, I just, I love to go watch the leaves change and sit around my campfire and, and blast Jimmy, you know? Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, I like places. Get a lot of I like places where it's warm most of the time. Me too. Um, Me too. My next one, I, I left this one off kind of intentionally the first few times because I felt like it was too like, I felt like it would be on a lot of people's list and I didn't like that about it being on my list, but I couldn't pass it up because. Is it Margaritaville? No, it's Cheeseburger. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> uh, Cowboy in the Jungle, man. Um, yeah. The first of two from Son of a Son of a Sailor that are on here. And man, this third verse, the imagery is like unmatched in any song I've ever heard. Of course, we missed it. I skipped ahead too far, but um, just a beautiful song about rolling with the punches. Absolutely. I'm interested in your son of a son of a sailor song now. Okay, yeah, it's coming up. Um, it's coming up in just a few songs. So uh, the next one, this one, this one was an easy one. Don't know why. Ever since the first time I've heard this one. I absolutely loved it. Dream sickle. Oh yeah. This is forgive this uh, terrible rhyming here, but this is a whimsical song, which is why I like Dream Sickle. There you go. <laughs> I'm a dad now, you know, like I can't things like that just flow out. Can't help it. Well, this is a super I feel like this is like a super dad song, like trying to yeah. learn about bassinets <laughs> and you know what shout out to chris uh from boston who's an ambassador for back to the island society uh shout out to chris if he hears this i sure hope he does hope he listens to the podcast but uh he may be one of the first people i've ever heard say my favorite jimmy buffett song is volcano and good on him because let me tell you volcano is a real banger the album is incredible you know yeah, that that's a that's an album that when I can't figure out what I want to put on, there's two or three that I go back to, and that one that one's up there. You you got what is on there? I always butcher the name, but song for the children, song for the world. I'll give it to you in yeah. English. You can probably Chanson say some pour les petits on fonts on fonts. There you go. Um, yeah. Great tune, volcano obviously fins. Uh, what else on there? Treat her like a lady, which is an undercover Treat her like a lady. Um, uh, boat drinks. Boat drinks. Stranded on a sandbar. Uh, survive. That's right. I don't know that I've ever heard. Lady, of lady, I can't explain. That's right. I don't know lady that I, I could pick survive really out of the good. lineup, but the rest of those songs. Um, Sending the old man home. Sending the old man home. Yep. Yeah, it's a good, it's a great album, um, and it's really cool. There's a uh, there's a whole album Jimmy did this album or that album Volcano Live in 2011, and they recorded it, put it out, so you can find that wherever you stream music if you haven't already listened to it. Um, in fact, before they played Dreamsicle, he's like, uh, on a hot night like tonight, a Dreamsicle sure would be a good thing, right, Mac? <laughs> So I, I've heard that version of Dreamsicle, but do not know yeah. that I've heard the entire live cut of Volcano. So what a great 
unexpected nugget from tonight that I can go listen to a whole live recording. Yeah. Yeah. That's an awesome one. That's another one. Like when I'm driving, I'm like, I've listened to all these albums so much. Oh, I'm going to put on Volcano Live or I'm going to put on Encores or something like that. That's one of those type albums. It's really enjoyable and just a a different twist. So uh, my other from Son of a Son of a Sailor, (sighs) musically, it is really fun, right? But it's all about this songwriting. Manana. Yeah, absolutely. This song makes me feel so good. I was um, trying to figure out if it was going to be maybe Coast of Marseille. Um, but in fact, uh, Manana was also my other choice. But I, for a second there, I thought, is it going to be the last line? You know, which is mm, a decent yeah. song, but not a James original. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Manana, the, the thing that won Manana into this mixtape was uh i really just i see general electric still doing their best oh, you know that, the lights of saint thomas 20 miles west i'll see general electric still. Yes. i love that line and i love it's freezing up in buffalo they're stuck in their cars and i'm lying here beneath mm-hmm. the sun and the stars oh there there's like however many lines that are in that song or how many good one-liners there are in that that's song. right it just every line is golden if you put some random line from that song in another song by whoever it would be the best line it's so good it is absolutely awesome um and then track 11 i don't know if you know this hank or not but travis mcgee is in fact still in cedar key i I wore that shirt i wore that shirt yesterday yeah you can find that shirt at back to the island dot org and this song never gets old Cedar Key, that's what old john mcdonald said my rendezvous so long overdue with all of the things this song makes me think about um you know the line taking the long way home mm-hmm. it makes me think about you know up and a great song coming on the radio or whatever and you're a minute from home but you'll drive around the block a few times in order to hear the whole thing oh yeah you know? um i love music that reminds you how great music is <laughs> kind of like that uh metacognition of listening to music <laughs> so you're you're an english teacher so travis mcgee was right he was uh character in a series of novels right but they're like 20 of them by a guy named john mcdonald isn't that right yeah yeah there's a lot of them there's a lot of them and i actually haven't read any um i think anthony's read a lot of them anthony monaco yeah. who um who's probably listening to this at some point probably two or three days after it came out but mike, mike holly i saw on facebook the other day mike holly who may be the the parrot head of parrot heads who's been to over 200 concerts. He has moved, I think to Belize um, literally plans his vacations to go places mentioned in Jimmy Buffett songs. Um, wow. But a good dude, big fan. If you've been to a concert, you've seen him walking around with the numbers crowd. Usually 
Um, but I saw on Facebook from him the other day. He just finished the last one, uh, reading them and listening to them on tape when he runs. Oh wow! So it's big time commitment. He was inspired to read them by that song. Um, that's where he learned about them, and that's where he read them all. You know. Gotcha. Yeah, there. Someone was telling me about all these books I need to read, and I'm trying to finish. Where's Joe Merchant? And after that. Uh, our buddy John Rossman has, um, I have his book, um, Our Second Child or Second Child, um, which I'm really excited about reading. I've heard it's great. So ton of books on my summer reading list. Big time. All right. One song to go. And um, this Big wasn't intentional. Up. Yeah, this wasn't intentional for me to bookend it with Far Side of the World songs. I'm sure you know what it is now. There's no better way for me to end it than tonight. I just need my guitar. love the simplicity of this song man um but again our late it is whether you play an instrument or not you know it's again just speaking to the power of music a great great tune um, this album, I think, is underrated. You get past Far Side of the World, a lot of people probably don't appreciate this album the way they should. Um, but yeah. you could have ended on a couple. Of, I think uh, Savannah Fair You Well would have been a good you know, That was in my honorable mentions. But again, I was trying to keep it to Buffett, you know, songs he had written. This is uh, very apt. I think what's uh, neat is you have finished your... 12 song list uh your last song i think i think this is the last song on far side of the world isn't it was that planned mm -hmm. it is i i knew it was going to be the last song on mine whether it was whatever track on whatever record you know i think they just did a good job of ordering that record you know um it's, it's a great closer. Yeah, good job, James. Kind of as as is Book on the Shelf, right? <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. This was Man, good. that was I'm, fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more of this. Again, we've got a lot of guests lined up, but we actually, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, the guests we've had have been unbelievable, which is hard to put a pause on the guests because we have some great ones kind of on hold, you know, in the on-deck circle, ready mm -hmm. to go. But Oh yeah, we've gotten some of our best feedback from a couple of episodes that we just did together and talked about James. So this was a good opportunity. And I think uh, very soon we should probably plan to, to do an album review, just you and I. That, that sounds like a, a good time, you know, we've got to do it. We've got some guests, <laughs> some, do, uh... some people waiting, know that we love you guys. Uh, it's still very important to us to be uh, open with our time for our guests. But after that, uh, mm -hmm. and kind of mixed in there. We got to do some more Hank and Adam podcast. Yeah, guys, please. We genuinely want to see your mixtape and what that looks like. Yeah. So either send us the list. You can email it to us, DM us on Instagram at under 40 pod. Um, Hank made the Twitter account and for some reason it's under 40 P. So <laughs> Twitter did that. Not me. Okay. Twitter for some reason did that. Um, so not me, but I'll tell you, I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to put our great social media consultant onto the Twitter soon. So she just, uh, 
she's just so good at that stuff. I'm going to put yeah. her on the Twitter and let her get after it. But, uh, um, you know, I think uh, here's what would be neat. If you're listening and you have a 12-song mixtape, and let's, I think it would be particularly cool to hear those folks. Uh, I'm sure Paul, one of our former guests and, and great listener, and, um, you know, some other people who are big-time, big-time, long-standing Jimmy Buffett fans will have their list, and I can't wait to read them. But what may be fun is – some people, uh, my buddy Matt, Rich, Ron, a lot of my friends that are listening to this relatively new to James, uh, send us under 40 pod at gmail.com, or I guess you could just text me um, <laughs> your 12 song list um, if you're relatively new. And then take literally one minute, go to April 21st or 22nd, 2026, put a note on your calendar. And send me your 12 song list then, because it'll be incredible to see how, I mean, it changes. If we did this episode next week, I could have 12 new songs, you know, mm -hmm. so to see how people's oh, tastes yeah. evolve, particularly those that are new to James would be pretty cool. Well, I was glad that you covered more of the older stuff because I knew I was going to cover more of the, and I mean, it's not really new. I think the newest song on mine's 2013, but in Buffett terms, that's pretty daggone new, but you yep. know, the, the far side, um, I think what the oldest song I have is what Cowboy and Manana. Yeah. So, um, it's pretty old 78. Yeah. Yeah. Got a couple in there from the seventies with those and dreamsicle, but, um, you know, good stuff. Good stuff. I'll, I'll definitely be giving your, your mixtape a spin. Absolutely. I'll get it over so we can get it out <laughs> to our listeners too. All right, man. Sounds good. Um, yeah, it's been fun. Again, guys, send us those lists. And, you know, if you want to be a guest eventually on Under 40 Victims of Fate, send us an email, like Hank said, under40pod at gmail.com. And let's see, what are we going to have sent us out today? It's gone well. A lot of pressure here for you, Adam, yeah, to pick I know. the right send-out song. There will be some people. This will be the the last or only Jimmy Buffett they hear for the day. So, you know what? I'm sending it out with another one of my honorable mentions. Okay. How about that? Perfect. All right, guys. Under Send 40 under 40 victims of fate. We appreciate you listening. Yeah, fins up, guys. <laughs> <laughs>